Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. Sorry, my voice probably sounds... <clears throat> it doesn't sound as bad in the in my ears right now, but... Mm-mm. It doesn't sound I, any worse than usual. I've been sick. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I'm just going to go out the door. It's fine. Uh, Your voice sounds you're on perfect. the back end of sickness. Back That's end right. of sickness. Right. I am on the back end of sickness. That's right. You're the Friday was horrible. Sunday was still not great. Um, and yesterday... I had the boys all day, so <laughs> there's probably some. It could have been over by now, but there was some yelling. <laughs> well, even on Sunday, trying to yell. <laughs> there were several people who I ran into who had lost their voice. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm like, oh man, you're not feeling good, and he's like, no, I just lost my voice, and it was yeah. like, what is going yelling on? at the Rangers? Yeah, yelling, like, yelling at the Aggies, Aggies, Rangers, yeah. or then Michael was like, I don't get it. It's just gone. It's just gone. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, that's. Micah's not yelling at anything. Um, Micah, Micah had it at poker. He was oh, you, on Saturday night. You almost couldn't understand him. Yes. Oh wow! I was like, it was like, what's up, man? Are you okay? Like, I have no idea what's He's up. He's like, I feel fine. I feel fine. Yeah, gotta stop smoking. Um, <laughs> no, that's hilarious. No, I I actually did feel bad. So there's that. Um, but doing a lot better now. Um, so how was? Uh, yeah, sorry, Gene you missed Getz? it. Yeah, he did a great job. A great job. Yeah. Again, there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, made comments about, man, when I'm, if I make it to 91, I want to wish I'm that sharp. And I'm like, I, I don't want to like, make I it feel to like, 91. Yeah, that's a pipe dream for me. I feel like <laughs> being that sharp I, or being that old. I, th- I think both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, I'm like, I'm not that sharp. I better now. start now getting that sharp. <laughs> I think, I think between, yeah, the concussions and all the other abuses oh, of my body, man. that seems yep. like. There's that no would way. be the mirror. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't get up in front of people and talk about Bibles. I'd be like, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there's God Paul. Is good. <laughs> God is good. <laughs> Probably yep. sound like this too. Yeah. He he really did an excellent job. That's it so was, wonderful. It was, you know, very clear. He's very, very passionate about the obviously about the, you know, all the stuff going on with the Bibles that he's got and mm-hmm. um that he was you know, asked to be a part of, and then spent twenty years, um, which means he started around age seventy. Oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, this, this was process. like his retirement project. Yeah, he said he got the call right after, uh, right after he had that is turned nuts. over his pastorate, yeah, yep. to the next guy, his his successor. Twenty years. Mm-hmm. That wow. first they had said, "We figure you can do this in two years," huh. and the first round was seven. seven. He did it in seven, so he taught through the entire Bible. In fifteen hundred teaching sessions. Oh my goodness! Um, in seven years, and then, uh, yeah, and but Ginger and I missed the. I didn't get to see the evening. Did you go to Sunday evening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How'd that go? That was also very very good. Um, and so he he just broke down. It was a time specifically geared towards life group leaders, right? Um, and just kind of for training and for equipping. Um, and it all it also was a time that was that was split where. You know, Blake introduced, and then he did maybe like thirty-five minutes, forty mm-hmm. minutes, um, and then all the life group leaders. We were all at tables, and so each, every staff who was there or leadership board member who was there, kind of just grabbed a table and was supposed to just be the closing, closing in prayer, um, and everybody just prayed for life groups and prayed for people and prayed for connections. Um, but he wrote a book years years ago. Um, on, I mean, the very concept of equipping the church and doing small groups, sharpening the point of the church. Um, mm. And he wrote it 
uh, in a time, you know, when he was much younger. I mean, he wrote that book like 40 something years ago in its mm. first edition or whatever, um, when he was still kind of, you know, quite the innovator um, in the fellowship network and in the churches. And then, uh, uh, you know, just wrote uh, this great thing of like, we can't compromise on scripture. Right. And we can't uh, be irrelevant to culture. And this is how we find these guiding principles from scripture to apply to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he specifically went through, um, when he was, while he was still a seminary professor, he went through with um, one of his seminary courses uh, where he had them write, basically like go through the New Testament and look at every instance of where uh, a disciple shows up or a disciple is like teaching or making disciples. So wow. it's like a disciple is made or it's wow. a disciple is being made, you know, kind of the back and forth of the disciple relationship. Um, and in that kind of smaller challenge that he gave his class, he himself kind of started digging in and doing it and realized like, oh, wow, there's a lot to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he actually then at, at about halfway through the semester chose to, or the year, I think it was a full year course. So okay. halfway through, um, right before they were going to go on break, he decided to scrap the rest of his course with these young men. And then he went through, bold, like on a Friday, Saturday, and like Sunday, went through the, the entire New Testament and wrote kind of this concept, all these concepts as like just observations of what they were doing and how they did it, and just made this practical list of several hundred things. Mm-hmm. And then essentially came back to the boys in the next class and said, or men in the next class, because it was men only at DTS back then, um, <laughs> came back to these men and said, this is what we're doing. We're going to go through this for the rest of the next of the semester, and then you're going to have to do the applications and then make practical, you know, like practical observations and applications from each one of these principles. And then that kind of spun into this book that then he wrote, um, specifically looking at discipleship through Mm. small groups and with churches, and again, sharpening the point. And then he was approached 20-something years later um, to do a a revised vision of that. Because again, his whole point was you got to keep uh, biblical principles and hold to the biblical truth, but you need to stay relevant to the culture. And so they're like, hey, maybe you can revise it. Because again, his, his relevancy was, yeah, 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 it's starting to be outdated in his examples or whatever he did it. Um, and he was like, even after 20 something years, he, he, start, he agreed to do it and then he started doing it. And then he essentially said, I can't do it. I need to rewrite the whole book. This isn't a revision. Oh He's like, goodness. so much is different of him as a pastor and a practical application of it, uh, and then him also then observing, you know, a a vast change in culture. So he re-released it as a second edition. And so he he walked through some of the concepts uh, that were there, specifically looking at the the New Testament words uh, used for essentially disciples, the church, um, the people of God, the body of Christ, all the different uh, terminology, and gave some... I mean, again, very, very short, very, very concise snippets on it, um, and then came to an application point that he wrote, you know, maybe a three-part sentence, you know, elongated sentence uh, that was just gold. I mean, I leaned over to Blake after he read it, and I was like, you need to, you need to ask them, ask him if we can put that on our website under Life Group page, yeah. um, or like this is your template for evaluating yeah, everything that happens in life groups of like it's just purely built from scripture. So, anyways, it was a very encouraging time. Um, but then again, probably most encouraging was uh, t- 
get talking to him afterwards and and his appreciation that in a, in a very humble way but his appreciation that we allowed him to stick around in the room for the most important work of the night which was praying alongside with all these people and i was like yep yeah that's the right attitude you're nailed it yeah you're you're doing this for the right reasons so i like that wow yeah that was very very cool and everybody was there again i appreciated it and um uh and then he's you know stayed around and signed bibles and personalized them and talked to people and so that's so awesome yeah and when you get a i mean I, I think I just getting to watch it a lot and getting to experience it in the morning and in the evening. Like I think when you're in front of him, you're you're the most the, important. Yeah, person. you're the most important person. And there's That's no amazing. there's no pompous in him of like yeah. Of course you need to come up and hear from me no. or the old right. guru who yeah. has the chip on his shoulder. Like there's none of that presence. And That's I think amazing. Yep. I think he very genuinely because um, when I interacted with him in the morning, I think the first time I just interacted with him. Yeah. As uh, I didn't say like. I didn't stop and say like, "Hey, do you know who I am? I'm on yeah. staff here." Or any of right, that kind of right. stuff. It was just like, "Hey, thanks for being here. We're just so excited." Um, and it was like same exact like yep. when I came down off mm-hmm. of the stage after doing the announcements. When he realized I was on staff, it was like, "Nope, I met the same man yep. at that point too." And so it was That's great. Awesome. Elaine was his wife was pretty hilarious too. I, I, bet I, I went to lunch be. with. Yeah. I tell you what, so it was me and Bob and Ann Livesay and Gene and Elaine Getz. Yeah, and Ginger wasn't able to come. And so I was definitely the little kid at the table. Yeah. Like it was, <laughs> I, felt, I felt like and the sitting on wheel. a stool. Way to go, man. <laughs> yeah, <I knew> it. <laughs> so <laughs> watching Bob and watching Bob and Gene tell stories of, you know, their history together, mm-hmm. which spans back, you know, 50 years. Anyway, it was pretty, pretty awesome. And, uh, and then every once in a while they'd get off on a theology tangent and I just, Mostly just sat quietly and listened. <laughs> Dude, the little kid, <laughs> the little kid, hands in my face. Hands in your... Yeah, yay. Um, anyway, so uh, it was great. Uh, all that to say, then what happened, I feel like Grandpa? Good. exactly. <laughs> I I thought it went well. As a good reminder, great for us as a church, and a perfect setup, honestly, for this next Sunday. Of we're gonna we're gonna try to unpack three things quickly. Which, yeah, you know, because we're not in First Samuel. We're not in First Samuel this Sunday. So um, two weeks off. Yep. Which is crazy. Like we get to chapter thirty, yeah, and it's like we have two more chapters hey, and pause. almost done. <laughs> pause. Right, everybody, so, calm down. Little delayed gratification here. So we're going to uh, uh, do a little bit of you know the quick reminder as to what it means to be a church and who we are, yeah. and it's just always good to hear. Um, <clears throat> then I'm going to unpack. Quickly, the uh, net promoters score thing that we just ran. A lot of people out there, probably 1,500 people out there, got um, surveys. I did not. I didn't either. They didn't. And apparently they didn't, didn't ask care what my, my opinion. opinion. Was. <laughs> um, but uh, they know so, my opinion. Exactly. So the, they, did, they would be like, oh, you just paid to say that. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Can't trust that. That's Can't trust them. No. Data marker. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed. Um. And so just kind of unpacking that we, I think this has revealed that we really are since, you know, before COVID, we hit this place and then COVID kind of shook everything up. And I think we're back there again, where we're saying we're in that transition from small church and big church. Yeah. And, and so it's, there was fast growth that up until COVID that had started slowing down. I'm going to stop you right there. Same thing, fast growth and and slow down. And say the same thing that Paul said. 
in a meeting that we were just in. That's unsustainable growth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was some unsustainable there was, growth. There was a the percentage years. growth that we were experiencing there for a little while was right. not healthy. Well, and I think that's why. And so it's kind of Jason, one of Jason Wallace who ran this. Thank you, Jason, uh, yeah. this study for us. Um, he came away saying, I think I think the issue is someone who's been here a while is going, hey, we're, yeah. you know, we're doing pretty good. And, and by the way, the vast majority of people think we're doing very well. Yeah. Like spoiler, this, alert I'm, spoiler, alert. spoiler alert. Yeah. It's all good. You, 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 you can be thinking about what companies do you go, man, they do their job well. What kind of score do they have? And then I'll show you where we fit in there. Yeah. But, um, or for our, yeah, for our really committed listeners, think of that and go look up the score. Yeah. Go look up their and NPS then, score. And that'll be helpful for you to know that number when Chris yeah. presents it. On that Sunday. you go, man, I'm a huge fan of this company. Like, man, I go to Disney and it's the best. What's the name of the thing again? That they're NPS. Looking? Uh, M as in N, N, N as in net net yep and then P as in promoter and then S as in score net promoter okay. score and almost every big organization company out there does this we have not found churches um, we've tried to search to find some churches and not very not very uh, we've not done very good with that when as far as like either they're not reporting them or they're not doing, doing the study it. or yeah. whatever um, but uh so we, you know, we'll see. We we kind of think like the closest thing we hit is probably like hotels. Like we're <laughs> to say we're like a hotel seems really wrong, but when you compare it to other things, it's hard to think of what else it comes close to. But Disney, anyway, Disney World. It, well, okay, I, I I would love Lots that of one. Crying children, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we're gonna talk a little bit about that, and I'm really gonna talk about being inviting. Um, I think this isn't just a South Spring thing. I think it's a church thing right now. I think the rev- the research that we've just done would indicate that when it comes to hospitality, we're nailing it. I mean, we really are. It's um, our top issues, our best parts of our score. I'll share a few of those. But I think the pl- the main place that we need to be at work, both at the staff level, system level, and but I think for all of us, is us learning to become an inviting church, not just a hospitable church. And... And one, I think one of the things that's really exciting to me about that is I think our whole culture has moved away from that in general. Yeah. I don't know how much of that to blame on COVID, how much of that to blame on the worldview crisis that we're facing, whatever. I think it was starting but before COVID. I didn't but, think so too, yeah. Um, why don't you, I mean, if if you're game for it, we got, we got plenty of time. Um, why don't you ex- express a little bit of what the difference between inviting and hospitable is in your mind? So I think hospitable is what we do well, which is when people show up, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. treat them as though they are Important. VIP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we don't do as well is then invite those people into our lives. Mm. So even into our even into our church life. So yeah. um, so like. Someone comes to the church, let's, you know, let's do two categories. Someone comes to our church, they don't have a community. Mm-hmm. How do they find one here? What is the process by which they find one? Well, if we make them do all the work, yeah. then we've messed up. So yeah. we need, and, and the, the work that's that our part of the work would be to invite them. They can say no, but inviting them, come, come to our house, come to our life group, come to our Sunday school class, come to our, this party, come to this activity, come to, come lunch to, this, with me. Come to lunch with me. That's like that we develop that yeah. and that becomes something we're known for we, even within the church, much less within the community where we're inviting uh, waiters and waitresses. We're inviting people who we see at the grocery store, we're inviting our coworkers, our neighbors, our friends to invite them to be involved in our lives. And part of that is church. It was interesting. Um, 
someone stopped me at the end. Uh, it was Reed Livesay stopped me last night, and he was like, you know what's interesting is, he said, one of the parts of this is, but a lot of people who come to this church have a community. They have friends. They may even have a life group somewhere that they from a former church or yep. life group that's been around for years that now they're all going to different churches. Yep. And, and, and he said, so another part of this probably needs to be, hey, if you don't, we need to be inviting for those people who don't have that community. And for those of you who have that community, invite your community. Like if they're already involved and engaged in a church, great. That's awesome. You don't need to invite them, but anyone else, your coworkers, your the people you play mahjong with, like I don't know, whatever you know, <laughs> yeah. you invite them. Like we need to be inviting our. If we don't have a community, we need to find one here, and we do that by being inviting. If we have one, then and they're not connected to a church, we need to be bringing our community here. As as Reed actually said, he was like, you know, if I have a community that's like it's a six out of ten in my mind, I could make it an eight out of ten if I could get them a part of my church too. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I like mm-hmm. that. So. And here's the deal. I'm going to reference the book, The Great Dechurching. I don't know if y'all have seen this. I have. Here's what's wild. So I'm reading through it, going like, "This is this is all bad news. Like this this is this is just it's just <laughs> yeah, bad Mr. news." Mr. Happy Fun Guy over it's here. It's really not good. So yeah. here's one of the stats. In 1972, when I was born, nine percent of Americans never went to church. Never. Like how many? Do you, you how often do you go to church? Never. Thirty-one percent of Americans answer that question with never. Now, one third. Not one-tenth, one-third. Um, and and when they move, one of the number one reasons they, they don't go to church, even if they went to church, is because they move, and then they don't they stop going to church when they move someplace else. Hmm. What's wild is one in five of those people, or more, depending on, one study said 51% would be willing to go if they were invited. Wow. So... So we can take that down to 15%. That's exactly what that seems to indicate. That if we were, and by the way, this one, this one, I loved this. People have talked about, you know, well, what I, we would love to see more ethnic diversity within our church. That would just yeah. bring something kingdom feeling to our church, right? Yeah. It's not a biblical mandate. It is that 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 is represented in the local church, but we we want that. We think it'd be a yeah. beautiful thing. <clears throat> Black men were one of the top parts to say they would go to a church if they were invited. Uh, we but need to invite them. Then we need to invite them. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. what blew me away was I get to the end of this book going, there's an actual solution to this. Yeah. It's called inviting people to be a part of our lives and yeah. part of our church life. I just, anyway, so. That's fantastic. And that showed up in that survey. One of the things we needed to work on was people going like, I'm here, now what? Mm-hmm. How do I get engaged? Mm-hmm. How do I, d-? well, the people who are here and are engaged and do know their way around staff on down need to be inviting and we're looking to create a system to help with that but that just to me got me so pumped like there is a huge opportunity for us here and then i'm going to go into the to update everybody on where we are on the capital campaign capital campaign and don't don't miss this one no this i think this is going to be a big one for our church and i i will tell you this inviting theme expect Mm -hmm. to be i mean this this will be part of this i hope this will be as recognizable in our church as Every member is a minister. Yeah, I feel I I feel some electricity in that one. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I also get really excited because I get to brag on my wife here for a second. I think she's really good at this. Mm. Like she's she's great. Like at her school, um, the best thing they ever did was make her a team lead, right? Um, because she cares about her people and she shows them that she cares about them and she loves her team and all of that stuff. But then she invites them 
Yep. Um, and I, man, she's great at that. There's, there's two people off the top of my head <laughs> that are coming to our church um, yep. from her school because she invited them to come. Yep. I'm just saying. This is a that's that's awesome. It it's it blows me away. My sense is more and more people are ready to come to church. People are ready to come be involved. And so, like I, um, I spoke at something. Stephen Campbell had me come do a training thing at the bank. Yeah, and we have like two people coming to the church because because they came to that training thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. that is that is low hanging fruit. I mean, you saw me come do a yeah. corporate training event, and yeah. and it's like. You're you were that ready to go to a church, yeah. And and all it took was you having a positive experience with somebody who's a church person, and you're there. Like, I think I think there's could it be well, that there are thousands out there who are ready to come? Sure, and but no I also one's invited think, them. Um, and this is God's work through you. I think that you have uh, helped lead us to be positioned to be able to take advantage of that, simply because there's not a like. Nobody wants to invite people to something that they're having to pretend at all the time. Right. And so the, the fact that we've already, like we've been fostering a, um, a, a uh, culture of this is, we're broken people. We're not. Right. That's, we're not, we're not the country club. We all have it together. Come tell us how you, you know, you know, increased your portfolio by 20% last quarter. Like that's right. not what's going on. Instead, mm-hmm. it's the like, oh man, like we're getting wrecked on a regular basis, and we need each other because of the wrecking right. that's happening. Yep. And when people are seeing that, then they're like, I mean, you are going to be disappointed by us. You are going to be disappointed by us. That's not. But it's not like we were pretending like you wouldn't. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. We never. We never said otherwise. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway. There you go. So I'm I'm pumped about it. I think this will come back in January, big time. Um, mm-hmm. This will as actually probably our hospitality training just went from a one week a year thing to a two week a year thing where we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna teach hospitality and then we're gonna teach invitation. Mm. Maybe I can figure out a way to do that in one Sunday. But no, I wouldn't count. Don't on do it. that to yourself. <laughs> don't, please don't don't promise that. <laughs> yeah, but even I mean I think about so much of it. I'm I'm just. You know, I'm adding a whole lot to this talk that already I went over. On, so. <laughs> Every year I've done it. Every year I've done it, I've gone over. But I'm, I'm sure gonna, I'm going to add some and not this go over. This time it will work. No, this time. Um, <laughs> do you want to give us any kind of preview for the listeners about? Because we still got some time. You want to give us any kind of preview on the capital campaign? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of funny when you when you look at it from the perspective of. What does it need to look like at the end? Yeah. There's still a lot of room. Oh, yeah. When it looks, when you look at it and say, if we were to build everything we wanted right now, yeah, we're, we're still, you know, we would need to have another two plus maybe million pledged. Yeah. And, well, gosh, maybe, maybe more than that. Cause yeah. even just to get to what we've and gotten, like, we need, we're looking at half a million to a million more pledged that we need. Yeah. I like the line that you're you've been thinking through for the past couple of months. Just again, the <laughs> challenging question of if I had unlimited funds, right, what yeah. would I do? Yeah. And I think at the not thinking about a dollar amount and just dreaming and drawing, that represents several million more than what we have gone after. Mm-hmm. Now, that can sound like, oh man, that's really discouraging. But at the same time, to then have the confidence and the bolstering of like, 
but what we can accomplish yeah is still fitting in within With the 6.5 that we're setting out yes. to try to do yeah and by the success of the even the year less than a whole year yeah um that we've already started this we have funds confidently in hand and pledges confidently in hand that we can start working on some of these priorities. That's right. Because this one isn't just a one and done like it was with the last where we just had one building that's going to have several phases. Right. And so to have the confidence of like, this is where we are. We have room to see where God's going to continue. Yeah. And yet we can dream and make sure that what we are actually building isn't just kind of a, ah, oh, well, we we gave it a good old college try, but it's actually, no, it's challenged by a, like, whoa, what would we you know, unlimitedly dream by, and right. how can we make this successful? Right. Um, and again, I think you're going to use the line, you've used it several in your presentations, because to make it happen, we've had some very elegant solutions yes. that have emerged. That get us there. That, that get that us there. That accomplish what our original goal was, mm -hmm. but in the research we've discovered, but we could do it even better. Mm -hmm. So we get there, we get there with this plan, but there's a lot of people out there going, oh, but we need... What if we had this many student classrooms? What if we had a uh, an area that served as a gym? What if we had? Wouldn't that be cool? We do have an area that serves as a gym. <laughs> it's just got a whole bunch of to put up and take down seven hundred and fifty chairs. No big deal. <laughs> put up basketball goals. Jeez, you know it. How hard is that? They used to have a basketball goal in there. They did. Don't break the glass. Don't break the glass. No. Um, so anyway, I I, I that's think what those shades is, are for. That's right, Paul. Come on, man. That's right. Catch the ball before it they're hits the so, glass. They're very protection-oriented. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... And so we're going to present that. I think, I'm think i I'm amazed and impressed to where, that we are there. Yeah. Um, and if we if we just... If we got another half a million to a million, we could do the project that we've got and and no debt and all the stuff we've talked about. Yeah. Um, we've had 5.1 million pledged. We've yeah. got 2.35 million... In mm -hmm. hand, mm -hmm. that's pretty great. Which is again, we're just now coming back with, with a site plan and, and and some conceptual. renderings, conceptual yeah. renderings, and so, um, and and the feedback we had a meeting last night with some of the life group leaders to talk about it, and they were like, "Yeah, this is this is so much clearer. We're so much, we get it. We see it better now," which we knew that was the mm -hmm. whole plan. Like, okay, it's going to get clearer each time we do it because we'll yeah. have better information, and then. Um, we're moving into that kind of phase. So I'm excited. I think we can get there, and I think there's a possibility even that we could take it to the next level. Mm. Um, but that will, that will, we're ready to do that if God, through his people, provides yeah. the resources. So we'll see. Yeah. It's, it's an exciting time to be, a, be South Spring. Yeah, there's a lot of exciting going on. Yep. And that's, that's, man. Get ready for the invitation. Be encouraged. <laughs>